0: Hot topic alert, friends. Today on the Abundant Women Collective podcast, I am super excited to dig into identity. Who are you? Who does God say you are? Our identity does not belong to the world's standards. The people in the world do not get to tell us who we are. That description only comes from God. And so today we're going to break down a lesson about our identity because, friends, this is foundational to everything else we do meaning knowing who you are in christ who god says you are is foundational work so grab a pen paper a bible and your coffee, and let's dig in hey friend welcome to the abundant woman collective podcast do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with jesus Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam, and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship, but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading, but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible, and pen, and let's dig in. Are you struggling to be confident in who God has called you to be? Do you allow other people's voices to speak louder than his voice? Are you comparing yourself to the world's standards or are you comparing yourself to God's standards? The world's definition, in case you haven't seen anything in the world about this, the world, honestly, they cannot define identity, but that's a different topic for a different day. The world's definition of identity looks like whatever you want, really, honestly, whatever you want it to look like, There's no guiding principle. The world's identity has to do with self, me, my personality, my reflection. Everything has to do with me, right? Psychology Today and so many different news sources have a ton of articles on identity alone. And what does that tell me? That tells me that people are looking for help. They are looking for the answers. They are looking for what their identity is. And those, women, those people are both Christian and non-Christian. So friends, Christian women, women of God, children of God, this is for us. This message today is for us. Other sources share that there are multiple types of identity. And they come together within an individual and they can be broken down into cultural identity, professional identity, ethnic and national identity, religious identity, gender identity, and disability identity. Y'all, not only is that a mouthful, but that's a lot. That's a lot of identities. That's a lot of things to try and know and figure out about yourself. When I was doing research on this, there were a ton of sources that were talking about identity. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about even comparing the different generations and their identity crisis. For example, millennials have identity crisis thanks to social media and the filtered world we live in. Hello, Instagram. Generational Z or Gen Z has identity issues and uses, uh, they use self-expression to try and s- express those issues, right? those Their identity. We get the picture, right? What about this picture? 147 million people worry about their identities. This is directly from the National Institute of Health, like 147 million. So that number includes Christians and non-Christians alike. And this doesn't even take into the account the amount of people that deal with mental health issues due to their identity or lack thereof. But that episode is also coming. So if you want to know more about mental health and Christianity and all the things, I have a professional coming on and I'm super excited for it. But let's, you know, I love my definition. So let's define identity. Webster's Dictionary says identity is simply the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. That's a great definition. However, our identity does not belong to the world's standards. Like I said, people from the world don't get to tell us what we can and cannot do. That comes from God. People of the world, definitions of the world, they do not get to tell us who we are. They don't get to tell us where we came from, whose we are. All of that comes from God. Friends, I want you to take a second and go back down memory lane, whether it was yesterday or when you were 10 years old. I don't care. Let's think about this. Do you remember the moment that you were saved? Like the moment you asked Jesus into your heart? Some of you, it might've been last Sunday. (laughs) For others of you, it might've been in Sunday school when you were a kid or in high school at a young life or whatever that looks like. I want you to think about your salvation story for a minute. Recollect that moment. That was the moment you became a son and the daughter of the king. That was the moment you were no longer an orphan, but instead adopted into his family. That was the moment your identity changed. It was part of his gift to us. Not only did he save us from eternal damnation, thank you, Jesus, but he gifted us with a new identity. The old self is dead. The new self is our identity in Christ. Instead of orphans, we are adopted into his family. Instead of being forgotten, you are chosen. Instead of a sinner, you are forgiven. You were dead. Now you're alive. You were a slave in bondage and now you're set free. You were unwanted and you were chosen. You were unloved and now you're loved. You were walking in darkness and now you're a child of light. You were damned for hell and now you get eternity in heaven. You guys, I can literally keep going. Like there's so many. Those are just a few of the verses of what the Bible says you are. There's so much more. We get to, hear me, we get to Take off the old identity and put on our new identity found in our salvation. Isn't that so cool? I think it's super cool. But here's the problem, friends. We don't do it. We don't all truly believe that our new identity is actually one for us or we don't deserve it. We don't walk in its power. We forget about it. We listen to the lies. We let other people speak more to our identity than our actual creator. If this is you... Hold tight, friend, because I want to read us an excerpt from scripture about a woman who isn't talked about a ton, but as I was reading this story, I was like, man, God, you are so good. You use women. You use people to tell the story of Jesus, and it's so cool. Okay, so let's, we'll just dig in, because then I'll just keep bragging about it. (laughs) It starts with Mary and Joseph going to the temple to make a sacrifice for their firstborn male son, aka Jesus. They had to do this according to the Jewish law. They traveled all the way to the temple in Jerusalem to do this. At the end of 40 days, um, Mary also had to make a sacrifice for her purification. And Joseph was going to present the holy child, Jesus, as a firstborn son to be presented to the Lord and redeemed according to the law. Side note, I think it's so interesting. Like, y'all don't know. (laughs) You don't know that the baby who is being redeemed, quote unquote, air quotes, is actually the same person that 33 years later is going to die on the cross and redeem you, us, me, everyone. Like he's going to make that ultimate sacrifice for us. It's so cool. At the temple, the first person to approach the uh, marriage of the couple was Simeon. The Bible says that he is a devout man, a righteous man, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Simeon's story is really cool and great, and you should read it but I'm just going to get to our story and say Simeon bless them, okay? But then here, we're in Luke chapter two, and here in verse 36, we find our friend. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up at... Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. You guys, in these like three or four sentences, we learn so much about Anna. One, she was a prophetess, which meant she was a female prophet. That was a big deal. There are very few female prophets mentioned in the Bible. So super cool. She was from also from the tribe of Asher, not Judah, but Asher, meaning God uses, it just reminded me like God uses all his people, right? Homegirl was also old, like really old. Like one commentary said she was probably about 104 years old. And I can't think of another example in the New Testament where someone's age is mentioned specifically like that. However, this text had mentioned, and I think it's because they were, or he was showing how long she had waited for him, for the redeemed one, for Jesus. She was a widow who did not remarry. Again, she God uses all people. Widows were not the most highly sought after people. Women in that time were uh, not like valuable credit sources. Like they, their word didn't mean much. Not like it is now for sure. She lived in the temple. It says that, She always dwelt in, or at least attended the temple. She was always in a praying spirit, gave herself to prayer, and in all things she served God. The Greek word used by Luke suggests uh, like intuition. She sees what others cannot. I love that her reaction is immediate and dramatic. She speaks loudly, tells everyone and anyone who's near about this child, because you guys, they didn't know necessarily that Jesus was the redeemer. But she knew, Simeon knew, Anna shares that he has arrived. She holds him in his arms. She shares the good news with everyone who has been anticipating the Messiah, the Redeemer. He's come. The prophecies were fulfilled and Anna was so blessed to see it happen. And like I said, at this time, women were not reliable like sources or words. She was a woman and a widow and old And God used an old widow woman to preach the good news and announce the arrival of his kingdom, Jesus Christ. So cool. Throughout scripture, friends, we see that God uses the unlikely, the weak, the vulnerable, the unqualified. Have any of you guys felt like this? Like unlikely, weak, vulnerable, unqualified. He uses all of those people for his purpose and his glory. I mean, look at the disciples. Y'all kind of hot messes, Moses kind of hot mess. Like the list goes on and yet he wasn't looking for these perfect characteristics. He was looking for surrendered hearts. He was looking for available people. Anna didn't let age, status, gender, socioeconomic status, nothing stop her from sharing the good news. And as I read this, I, the question was like, have I, have I let being a woman stop me from sharing the good news? Have I let being young stop me from sharing the good news? Do I let somebody else's identity, their rules, what they think of me, stop me? If we are being honest, a lot of us would answer yes to that question. I used to answer yes to that question. Y'all have heard my 2020 crazy story. If you haven't, go back to the first few episodes of the podcast and it's there. That used to be me, but friend, no more. We are stopping that, like right now. This is why knowing who you are in Christ, believing even if by faith who God says you are is the right version of you. It's so important. And honestly, friends, we have work to do. We cannot be messing around anymore. We need to consistently know these things and confidently know these things about ourselves. Because like I shared, some of the stats in the beginning of the episode, they're alarming. And that's not even all the mental health, suicidal stuff that's going on. People need us, but they don't need us necessarily. They need us to walk in our God confidence, to walk in the joy, love, peace that God gives us through the fruits of the spirit. They need to be pointed to the hope that can end all of their suffering. They need to be pointed to Jesus who will tell them exactly who he is and why he died for them. They need Jesus, the hope of the world, they need Jesus. And we have to be willing, open vessels to share that message. Anna's story isn't actually about Anna. I mean, it's we learned a lot in four sentences. It's a really cool story. I love it. But it's not about Anna. It's about Jesus. It's always about Jesus. Our story, friend, your story is not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. He said, repent and go tell people about him. Not just men. Hey, you men, not only king men, you royal men, you president preachers, none of those. He said, just go tell people. Are we going? Or are we letting fear stop us? Are we going? Or are we letting doubt stop us? Are we doing the thing God told us? Or are we letting our identity crisis hinder us? God calls you and he will equip you. We just get to say yes and surrender the enemy, which is another podcast episode coming to you, uses doubt to stop us. You've heard me say it. I'll say it again. Doubt, I feel like is one of the number one tactics that Satan uses to stop us, to hinder us, to freeze us. If we doubt our identity, if we doubt our gender, we doubt our abilities, we don't move and we stay stuck. But we, the Abundant Women Collective community, are not staying stuck. There are people who need to hear about Jesus, and we get to be those people who share the hope of the world with them. And you know what's funny? is because maybe you could be like, well, I'm not that person, or I'm not a famous preacher, or I'm not whatever. Guess what? You have people in your life that won't listen to said famous preacher, that will never step into the church walls. I pray they do, but they might not that have had experiences and trauma and hurt and life happen to them. And so they're not going anywhere near those Christian people, right? Like we all know people like that, but guess who they will hear from? You sis, you, because they know you, they like you, they trust you, okay? We got work to do friend. Here are four questions I want you to ask yourself today and write it down if you're a no person, write it down if you're not, think about it, say it out loud, who am I? Who does God say I am? Who is God to me? And do I believe what he says about me is true? Answer those honestly. There's no one here to look at it. If you want accountability, message it me to me on Instagram and I will share. I mean, I will talk to you about it. I won't share. But answer it honestly. If there isn't confidence in these answers, then here are three things that I want you to put into practice starting today and every day after. Deal? All right. Number one. Make a list of who the Bible says you are. Pick a few, maybe five, three that you don't believe yet, and then write them out. And then write them out every day for the next week. After that week, go back to it. Do you believe it? If you're like, yes, now I know I'm the daughter of the king. Great. Get that one off the list. Write some more. Rinse and repeat. Because actually physically writing helps your brain to memorize it. Number two. Download my free scripture cards. Click the link below this podcast, go to my website, you will see it. I have cute wallet size and even frame size pictures, or scriptures, excuse me, that specifically tell you whose you are and who you are. Download them, print them, and hang them. Hang them on the fridge, hang them on the mirror. The car, uh, anywhere that you spend the most time. The toilet, I don't care. Put them somewhere where you see the card. And every time you see that card, I want you to pause. I want you to read it out loud to yourself and pray it over yourself. And you know what's so great is if you have kids or people that you live with, guess what? They can do the same thing and they can read it. And also, I know some of my friends listening are not fans of praying out loud or not fans of reading out loud, but this is why I want you to do it out loud to yourself. Ready? Because there is power in your words. There is power in your voice. There is power in your tongue, not only for yourself, but also You're reminding yourself and you get to tell the enemy who you are and you're not here to play. Friends, we're not here to play anymore. So you get to practice your vocal exercises by repeating scripture that reminds you of who you are. Number three, I want you to bring it to God. That really probably should have been number one. I'm sorry. But bring it to God. Share it with him. Conversate with him. The funny thing about God, you guys, in our prayer life, and I hear we talk about this frequently in, like, my messages is, one, like, why do I have to talk to God if he already knows? Why do I have to tell God if he's already going to know what's happened? I don't know. Like, some of y'all aren't comfortable necessarily talking to God out loud or we're working on a prayer life, which is totally fine. You are welcome here, right? But when we have any relationship, think of a friend, a kid, a something, a spouse, And there's something wrong and you know, there's something wrong, but like there, the other person just isn't saying it. And you know, don't you so bad wish that that person would just say it and bring it to you so you can hug them. You can fix it. You can do whatever you need to do. Right. God is so much more than that. Like he loves us so much more than that, that he's waiting for us. He's a gentleman. He wants you. He desires you and to even bring all of your baggage with you. You don't have to be perfect to approach the throne of God. That's literally like defeats the purpose of Christ dying. Honestly, if we were perfect, we wouldn't have needed a savior, but we're not. God knows this. He loves us. So conversate with him, bring it to him. Be like, God, I'm having this issue. You know what, God? I feel like I'm not good enough for this. I'm not equipped enough. God, heal me. Help me to see myself as you see me, right? Ask him to heal you of any trauma or past situations that are hindering your belief in yourself and in him. Ask him to show you if there's something that you need to work on today. Share your desires of being more confident with him. Whether you can a thousand percent believe it this second or not, this is a fact. Listen, he loves you. He wants to hear from you. He wants to be in relationship with you. And I'm praying over this message over every single person that listens to this episode. It is such a deep desire in my heart. And you know, we're gonna pray over it. Actually, we're gonna pray over it right now. Because just that important thank you god thank you god for every woman every ear every person that is hearing this message through their speakers right now lord god we pray that you would just surround them with your love that they would know that they are daughters of the king that they are wanted and loved and cherished and chosen lord god that you don't make mistakes that you don't have accidents you don't give us something that isn't of you which means you give us the goodness of your heart lord god i pray that you would give us confidence, give us our identity, give us the desire to go into your word and learn more about you and learn about more about what the word says that we are and who we are. God, if there's a woman here that's listening, that's had situations happen, trauma, abuse, things, people, Lord God, I pray that you speak that to her, that you bring it to her attention so that she can Bring it to you and get healed from this so she can be closer to you, God. I pray that you would just let this message of identity ring to every person that needs to hear it, God. In Jesus' name, we love you and we thank you for all you're doing. Amen. Friend, if you're dealing with identity issues in this, in this, this, what we're talking about, right? You're, I don't know, Sam, I still, I'm not confident that he, I am who he says I am or whatever it is, message me. Hello at theabundantwoman.co. Find me on Instagram, theabundantwoman.co, and message me. Either one, I am coaching women through this very thing right now as we speak. You are not alone in in these identity issues. You are not alone in having some doubt creep in. But guess what? I want you to be confident in who you are in Christ because you have a plan and purpose for your life. And we got to get to work, girl, right? Also, there's a confidence in knowing how much you are loved that I want for every single woman, every single person alive, like so badly. So give me a message and we'll chat. Okay. Before we leave, I want to remind you to be dedicated, confident, and ready, just like Anna was to not let anyone or anything else tell you who you are. And I want to leave you with a few scriptures that tell you who you are. So close your eyes, take a deep breath and listen to me. John chapter 1, verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him and all those who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's you, sis. Romans 6, 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer, listen, no longer be slaves to sin. Okay? That past is gone, it was crucified with him. Jeremiah 1.5 says, "'Before I formed you in the womb.'" What? In the womb. "'Before I formed you, I knew you. "'Before you were born, I set you apart. "'I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. "'Friend, you were not an accident. "'You were born on purpose. "'Regardless of how you got here, "'he formed you and knew you and sets you apart.'" 1 Peter 2.9. "'But you are a chosen people, "'a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who calls you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Chosen, royal, holy nation, special possession, out of darkness, into his light. Last one, First John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. You are a child of God. Friend, I hope this message blessed you. I hope that you're right on track and you're like, yes, Sam, let's go. If you have any questions, you need prayer, any of the above, be sure to reach out to me. I am here for you and let's, let's kick the enemy in his face. I don't know. Let's do it. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username abundant woman co come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.